0: Support for Crypto Camel is provided by you, the listener. We couldn't make this show come to life without your support. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love our community to chat about what upcoming cryptos are next to go to the moon and what hidden gems are going to be the next big thing. hey hey welcome to another episode of crypto camel this is your host john saffron today's episode we're going to cover what's happening with ftx as the trial comes to a close uh we're going to cover some interesting news about safe moon and uh we're going to talk about everything that's been happening in the trial we're going to cover it from the beginning to end just kind of give you a rundown to. Uh, understand what's happened so far and how it's looking now. The jury hasn't yet uh, deliberated and we don't have a verdict, but uh, we'll cover everything up until today and we'll see what happens soon. So uh, the trial of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried began on October 3rd with uh, jury selection. And uh, Bankman-Fried was charged with seven counts of conspiracy and fraud in connection with the collapse of FTX. This is the cryptocurrency exchange he co-founded. He's pled not guilty to all charges. The case is being heard by Judge Louis Kaplan, who has presided over a long list of other high-profile cases. Um, Bankman-Fried was ordered to be jailed on August 11th after Kaplan found that his um, sharing of former Alameda Research CEO, Carolyn uh, Ellison's uh, personal papers, amounted to witness intimidation. Alameda Research um, was trading House, who also founded uh, by Bankman-Fried previously. He'd been under house arrest in his parents' home in Stanford, uh, California, under a $250 million uh, bond. Um, As the pretrial preview, the Department of Justice was focusing its arguments on allegations that Bankman-Fried misled customers, investors, and lenders regarding the safety of their funds while using Alameda to steal their money and influence politicians in Washington. Now, the defense, meanwhile, brought arguments about um, Sam Bankman-Fried being a young entrepreneur who made business decisions that didn't work out, and the defense denied the existence of secret transactions between Alameda and FTX or a backdoor used to steal customer funds. And according to previous arguments presented, all transactions were legitimate or made in good faith by SBF. And the defense also highlighted the role of Binance in the bank run that led to FTX's collapse. And uh, according to uh, the defense, Bankman Freed assumed FTX was allowed to loan funds to Alameda as part of a business relationship with the market maker, and there was no secret door for transactions between companies. And then prosecutors noted that Ellison Wang and and Singh would offer the jury insider detail about SBF's role in FTX operations and alleged crimes. However, the defense pointed out, as part of the cooperation agreement with the government, uh, they were supposed to give testimony against SBF raising doubts about their credibility. Now, The defense also downplayed accusations against the nature of the relationship between FTX and Alameda, arguing that FTX margin traders were aware of the risks associated with transactions. The defense claimed uh, that there was no theft and it's not a crime to be the CEO of a company that files for bankruptcy. And in the second half of the first day of the trial, the jury heard from two witnesses, Mark Juilliard, a French trader and a former client of FTX, and Adam Yedia, a friend of Sam Bankman-Fried and former employee at Alameda Research in FTX. And in his testimony, Juilliard said that he had four Bitcoin held at FTX at the time of the exchange's collapse, worth nearly 100000 He admitted that FTX... Um, and SBF um, uh, marketing efforts, as well as the notable venture capital companies, uh, FTX gave him the confidence to use the exchange for crypto trading. He assumed that the venture capital firms had done due diligence on FTX and its leadership. And during the questioning, prosecutors emphasized that the trader used FTX exclusively for spot trading and was unaware that the exchange used client funds for crypto trading with Alameda Research. And on October 4th, the Department of Justice and uh, SBF uh, defense state that their arguments, um, basically within the first hours of SBF trials, they've offered a glimpse of the arguments to the U.S. The DOJ and the former FTX CEO's defense will bring to court in the coming weeks. And after a jury selection in the morning, both parties gave opening statements to the 12-person juries. On October 5th, um, there was a cross-examination of um, uh, Yidia And uh, basically, um, there was a, a liability of $8 billion from Alameda to FTX. And that was at the center of the prosecutor's cross-examination of Adam And on October 5th, Yidia who was a close friend of SBF and was a developer at FTX, he also was one of 10 people to live in uh, SBF's $35 million luxury resort in the Bahamas. And according to Yidia's testimony, since early 2021, FTX used Alameda's account uh, labeled North Dimensions to deposit users' funds while facing difficulties opening its own bank account. And funds would be considered Alameda's liability toward FTX, which reached $8 billion in June 2022. And while Yidia was aware of the funds sent to Alameda's account, he didn't see it as a concern when he first heard about it in 2021. However, after learning about the liability amount in 2022, he voiced his concerns to SBF during a tennis game. And according to Yidia, SBF said that the debt should be settled between the companies within six months to three years. I trusted Sam, Caroline, and others at Alameda to handle the situation, Yidia said. And um, answering questions for prosecutors, so uh, upon learning that Alameda was only holding the funds using them to pay debtors, Yidia resigned in November 2022. While prosecutors used the case to illustrate how the companies were commingling funds, SBF's defense counsel sought to share a broader picture of FTX and Alameda's relationship with the jury. The defense highlighted that FTX was growing fast with its leadership working over 10 hours a day uh, during 2021 and in the bull market. And the defense counsel also pointed out that Yidya had been under several inquiries from prosecutors under an immunity order, meaning cooperation with the prosecutors would protect him from facing any charges regarding his role at FTX. And also, according to the SBF's defense, Difficulties opening a bank account and reliance on Alameda's North Dimensions deposit funds were well known. Yedia's cross-examination will resume. And um, when it did, um, two witnesses testified during the second part of the SBF trial on October 5th, which were Matthew Wang, co-founder of Paradigm, and Wang, uh, co-founder of FTX and Alameda Research. A paradigm invested a total of $278 million in FTX in two funding rounds between uh, 2021 and 2022. And according to Wang, the venture capital firm was not aware of the commingling of funds between FTX and Alameda, nor the privileges that Alameda had with the crypto exchange. And such privileges included Alameda's exemption from FTX's liquidation engine, which is a tool that closes positions at risk of liquidation. With the exemption, Alameda was able to leverage his position and maintain a negative balance with FTX. So the Paranim co-founder also acknowledged that the firm did not conduct deeper due diligence on FTX, and instead relying on information provided from uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. And during his brief testimony, Wang acknowledged that he, along with Bankman-Fried and Ellison, had committed wire fraud, securities fraud, and commodities fraud. Wang also noted that Alameda had special privileges with FTX, such as the ability to withdraw unlimited funds from the exchange, as well as a line of credit of $65 billion. To illustrate these privileges, Wang pointed out that any other market maker would have a credit line in the millions, while Alameda had a credit line in the billions. A loan of approximately 200 to $300 million from Alameda was also mentioned by Wang, allegedly as part of the purchase of other crypto firms. However, the loans were never credited to his account, which he testified on uh, October 6th. So now I just wanna take a quick moment and uh, talk a little bit about our sponsor. Uh, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever found yourself at a crossroads in life, uncertain about which path to take? I think we all have at some point. It might be that moment When you're contemplating a career change or when your relationship needs a little extra care life can throw us curveballs and sometimes we just need a helping hand to navigate our way forward i personally understand the power of therapy in transforming lives therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma it's about learning positive coping skills setting healthy boundaries and empowering yourself to become the better version of you if you've benefited from therapy you know it can be a game changer so if you're considering therapy get better help try what sets them apart is the convenience and flexibility they offer it's entirely online making it easy to fit into your schedule just take a moment to fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist who can guide you on your journey the best part You can switch therapists anytime and no extra cost, ensuring you find the right fit for your needs. Life can be a challenging journey, but with BetterHelp, you don't have to navigate it alone. Take that first step towards a brighter future and let BetterHelp be your partner in finding your way forward. Visit betterhelp.com today to get started. Your path to a better you begins here. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash camel today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash camel. And now to resume uh, with the SBF FTX trial. On October 19th, FTX's former general counsel, Can Sun, was unaware of the exchanges commingling of Funds with Alameda Research. And that's what he told the jurors as part of his testimony. Uh, Sun said he learned about Alameda's exemption from the liquidation engine system from other employees in August, 2022. Normally the system would liquidate uh, loss-making trades, but Alameda reportedly bypassed the mechanism due to its exception. Upon learning about, about the problem, Sun allegedly worked on a plan to fix the issue. The plan would include a delay liquidation mechanism to replace the non-exemption on Alameda's account. And according to the plan, the delayed mechanism would later be applied to other market makers on FTX, which also sought to notify customers and regulators about the issue. According to Sun, the plan was stalled by other FTX departments and was never implemented. Furthermore, Sun acknowledged that he relied on SBF's statements about segregating customer funds to develop the company's terms of service and answer regulator inquiries. FTX's terms of service said that none of the digital assets in your account are the property of or shall or may be loaned to FTX trading, in opposition to what had apparently been happening between the sister companies. And the same terms would apply to fiat assets, Sun noted in his testimony. And additionally, uh, the former FTX internally disclosed a spreadsheet he used to trace loans by Alameda to bankman-free Gary Wang, Ryan Salami, and Nisad Singh. And according to the spreadsheet, Alameda loaned 2.1 billion billion um, across 35 loans. These loans were used to fund other ventures, investments by FTX. While this process wasn't the most transparent way of carrying out investments, it was a legal option at the time, Sun said. And on October 27, this is when SBF faced the jurors. Um, SBF recognized that a lot of people got hurt due to the FTX's collapse, but denied any wrongdoing in the exchange's relationship with Alameda Research. I made mean, a number of small mistakes and a number of big mistakes, he told jurors in the first minutes of his testimony on October 27th. And jurors uh, were listening to SBF's testimony for the first time, because a hearing was held on the 26th, but without the jurors. Compared with the previous day, Bankman-Frieds appeared to be much better prepared for his questions, and he delivered the jurors a narrative of FTX's inception, the first month in business, and his relationship with Alameda. According to him, Alameda was the primary market maker and liquidation provider for FTX, which meant it would be responsible for covering customer losses if FTX's risk engine failed. Due to Alameda's role in FTX, it received customized features in FTX code, such as the ability to go negative without activating the risk engine. The exemption, according to him, was necessary to avoid Alameda's potential liquidation, which would have an adverse impact on the crypto markets. SBF also noted that as a customer, uh, that as a customer and liquidity provider for FTX, Alameda was able to borrow funds from the exchange if collateral was provided. Um, and as per FTX's terms of use, borrowers would uh, basically not have any restrictions on using borrowed funds meaning Alameda could use the funds for trading purposes. And FTX's former CEO also noted that Alameda handled wire transactions on behalf of FTX, acting as a payment processor for the platform. And in response to a question regarding whether he knew how FTX customer deposits on Alameda's account were traced, he replied, I wish I had a better understanding than I did. And SBF also pointed out that the exchange's terms of use had a provision regarding the clawback of funds. According to the document, Margin Trading and Futures would fall under um, provision stating, your account balance may be subject to clawback due to losses suffered by other users. The provision was intended to ensure that if FTX was unable to cover losses related to spot margin and future, damages could be shared amongst all users. Overall, his testimony argued that the company's relationship was protected by legal documents through mistakes, though mistakes were made during the bull market's speedy expansion. SBF resumed his testimony on October 31st with Prosecutor Daniel Sassoon of the Southern District of New York asking the former FTX CEO about whether he believed it was permissible to spend $8 billion in customer deposits. I thought it was folded into risk management, he reportedly said. As CEO of Alameda, I was concerned with their portfolio. At FTX, I was paying attention, but not as much as I should have been. Um, you said it, uh, was, uh, Sassoon reportedly asked. Bankman Freed responded, I said something like that. And the lead defense attorney Mark Cohen's request to have Bankman fried acquitted was denied by Judge Lewis Kaplan, opening the door for closing arguments to be heard on November 1st. Neither the defense nor the prosecution intended to call any other witnesses on that day. So um, on November 1st, um, basically, SPF trial entered the final stages with the prosecution delivering its closing arguments. And uh, that's fraud, it's stealing, plain and simple. Um, before FTX, there was Alameda, assistant United States Attorney Nicholas Roos, reportedly told jurors, presenting one of the many charts the government used as evidence. And the former CEO of FTX is facing seven counts of fraud and conspiracy to commit fraud. Bankman of Freed could serve up to 115 years in prison if convicted. A jury of 12 will decide his fate in the next coming days. Bankman frieds defense faces a tough challenge in persuading jurors that he is innocent of the charges as the government presented extensive evidence, including testimony from officials and law enforcement agents, including involved in the case. And that's basically what's happening. So we're going to find out very soon whether SBF is going to jail. And since we're discussing fraud, I thought it'd be important to include this new information now. Um, basically, SafeMoon, if you've ever heard about it, it was uh, a crypto token that went to the moon and that's why it was called SafeMoon. And on November 1st, the uh, uh, Securities and Exchange Commission charged uh, Brayden, uh, John Carney, Kyle Nagy, and Thomas Smith with conspiracy, fraud, and money laundering over their involvement in SafeMoon. Um, according to the SEC, the token was offered as an unregistered crypto asset security. Um Basically, the three accused of using their roles as founders uh, to inflate Safemoon towards a $5.7 billion market cap through wash trading, deceptive marketing, and misleading statements. Safemoon's executive team promised to take the token SAFE to the moon while they withdrew $200 million from the project for personal expenses, such as purchasing sports cars and real estate. Safemoon's price exploded by over 55,000% between March and April 2021. And subsequently, the token lost half of its value shortly after. Uh, Users discovered the team had prompted false narratives about SafeMoon's liquidity pool lock and creators had misappropriated funds, which they claimed were safe. So now this episode is over. um, Give us your thoughts on what you think of all these fraud cases uh, that are happening right now. Uh, Thank you for listening and we hope to see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Camel podcast, your number one source for the deep dives into the crypto communication. It would really mean a lot to check our show wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five star review and subscribe. See you next week with the best kept secrets in crypto.